0: Hello, I'm Jason, and I live in Florida. Welcome to Domain Investing with Jason of Florida. I'm passionate about domain names, software testing, website development, and generally all things in the tech space. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about how to keep your domain secure and to prevent domain name theft. So at the recent Domain uh, Names Con in Austin last week, then uh, a domain investor asked a question about domain security and seemed um, confused or completely unaware that they should secure their domain names. So I wanted to really cover that topic in depth today because I think it's really important. So in segment one today, I'm going to tell you how domain names are typically stolen from a hacker's point of view. In segment two, I'll tell you how to prevent how best to prevent your domain names from being stolen. And in segment three, I'm going to tell you about a recent experience where my for sale landing pages quit working. Uh, My landing pages are hosted through FT.com and they went down. I discovered it, and I how I fixed it at least for now. Today's episode is brought to you by my friends at SiteGround. If you're looking for a new website hosting company, SiteGround offers some great benefits. I use them for a couple of my websites. And things I like about SiteGround are their, their free, free and easy SSL certificates. Uh, their easy WordPress setup on uh, new websites. They also offer host uh, website migration service. And free email with your domain, just to name a few. Uh, As I stated before, I've been using SiteGround on a few of my websites, and I highly recommend their service. Folks, I would not recommend something I haven't used. I used them. Uh, They have some good service, great customer support. You can uh, check them out at www.siteground.com forward slash go forward slash go. Jason of Florida, and that's my affiliate link, and I really would appreciate if you enjoy this podcast that you would keep that in mind, and that'll be in the show notes as well to take a look at. So let's jump right into segment one. Uh, What is domain name theft, and how are domains names stolen? So domain name theft is, if you have a domain name, let's say you have it at, at GoDaddy, And domain name, uh, someone, uh, compromises your account and logs in as you and transfers the domain to their account. That is domain name theft. And the most common ways this happens is a hacker finds out what your login to your domain registrar is by doing a, who is lookup on your domain name. So most, uh, Domain investors don't have privacy turned on. So if you do a who is lookup on a domain name, it'll give you the technical and billing um, contacts, things like that. And that typically, if that is the same email you use to log in uh, with your registrar, then a hacker immediately has your login username. So at that point, all they need is a password. So once they have your email email account. Um, And usually, you know, if that's Gmail or Outlook or some other hosted email account, what they'll do is try to hack your email account. And um, they'll use things like, they'll, it's, you know, if you're an online entity, they'll use uh, common passwords. You know, they might use your first last name. They might use, try to find out what your address is and use that. Um, So, uh, they'll they'll basically keep trying till they find that right, and then once they have access to your email, getting access to your registrar is fairly simple. All they have to do is go to your registrar login page and hit forgot password, and they get a password reset sent to your email address. Then they go in, reset the password, then they change the password of your email account as well. So not only do they have access but they've effectively locked you out. Once they have access to your domain registrar, now they'll change, now they'll transfer the domain from your account into another account. And that is the most common ways domain names are stolen. So just to recap, they gain access to your email address. They hack your email account, then they use the forgot password on your registrar account. Then they gain access to your registrar account, and then they transfer to the domain. Really, as simple as that. And it's not just guessing passwords. They'll use social engineering. You know, they'll they'll Google you. They may contact your friends. Uh, they may contact you on uh, instant message. They may send you a spam email asking for your password. There's a number of things that hackers will do to gain your password. So. Uh, the good news is that there's some fairly things, fairly easy things you can do to protect your domain names from being stolen. So a few years ago, uh, so I work at a dev uh, development uh, shop during the day, and we did actually some dev work to allow our users to opt in to two-factor authentication. And so I have a lot of working uh, knowledge on multi-factor, two-factor authentication. And I'm going to share that knowledge today with you, right, on how to protect your domain names. So online security is about setting up multiple lines of defense around all of your accounts. Because it's not a matter of if one of your accounts will be compromised, but when. Because it will happen. So it's important to put strong layers of security around your account. So, you're thinking, Jason, what are you talking about layers of security? So, let's talk about that. There are about uh, five or six talking points on layers of security. First thing is use strong passwords everywhere. Length is the number one uh, indicator or number one factor of your password security. A lot of websites will say that you must use, you know, special characters. Uh, numbers and letters, a combination of upper and lower case. But the bottom line is, if it's only seven digits, that's not a strong password. Your password should be at least twenty characters in length. Okay, and uh, I'll post a link in the show notes to some real strong research that which indicates pa- password length is the number one thing that keeps your password secure. And just a quote out of that article, it says, So, is a long password way to go? Possibly. Lengthy passwords are often associated with an increase in password entropy, which basically is the measure of how much uncertainty there is in a key. An increase in entropy is seen as directly proportional to password strength. Therefore, a lengthy list of easy-to-remember words or a paraphrase could actually be more secure than a shorter list of random characters. So what they're saying is, instead of, uh, you know, capital J, lowercase O, capital H, lowercase N, capital S, capital O, capital N, dollar sign, exclamation point, uh, number three, two, four which isn't a terrible password but that is no way that is much less secure than a short phrase like elephant umbrella desk card or something like that so that's a suggestion use a long phrase and that will make your secure passwords much more secure second on the list use a password manager. I use LastPass. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. I have no affiliation with them. I've used them for a long time. They generate secure passwords. They'll secure your pa- they'll store your passwords. It's a great service. Highly recommend it. Third, use unique passwords everywhere you log in. Never reuse a password you use. So, if you use uh, a special password on your Outlook or Gmail account, you should not reuse that anywhere on the internet. Internet, you shouldn't have the same password for NamePros.com as you do Gmail.com or any other inter- or any other webpage. Never ever reuse your passwords. Third, or maybe I'm on fourth. I'm on fourth. <laughs> Enable two-factor authentication, often referred to as time-based one-time passwords, or T-O-T-P. So what is, so single-factor single authentication is your password, that's one factor. Two-factor means your password plus another thing. That can be an SMS text code, that can be using an authenticator app, such as Google Authenticator, Um but there are a number of authenticator apps that you can use. Um, so password is one factor. Get a text for a special code. That's your second factor. All right. So set up those on all your websites. Note on this, remember to ha- remember to set up a backup in the event that you lose your phone. So I was talking to a colleague at work, and he had um, – I- I want to say it was Google Authenticator, and he actually lost his phone and was unable to authenticate into Google Authenticator. Basically, the app was deleted. As a result, he lost access to his second factor because he could not authenticate. It. So, on sites that he didn't have a backup code set up, he lost access to. I had this same experience with what website? It was a photo storage website. Um, The name escapes me me at the moment. But it was a website that I used for storage. And I lost a ton of my photos from years ago because I could not get access to that second factor. So make sure you set up a backup. They offer those in a number of ways. You can set up a backup email address to receive a, a code. You can print out a code, although I do not recommend that. Because if you print it out and set it on your desk or keep it on your body, people will find that. Um, So, and, and speaking of which, so the reason I use LastPass is my passwords are long, they're complex, and I do not write them down anywhere. I don't carry them on my body, they're not on my desk at home or work, they are not stored on a notebook file, or a Word file, or an Excel file on my computer. Never, ever write down your passwords anywhere. All right? So where can you enable two-factor authentication? So enable two-factor auth, or time-based one-time passwords, at your domain registrar. I think, I haven't run into a registrar that does not offer uh, two-factor authentication, so I know that GoDaddy, Dynadot, those guys, they used, they, Allow you to use the two factor authentication. Typically, to enable two factor authentication on any website, you can go to the settings, go to security or password, and there'll be a place for you to enable that. Other places to enable your two factor authentication name pros. All right, I know that may sound silly to you, but it would be a travesty if someone gained access to that account because then. Uh, perhaps that would give them some information about you so they could uh, get access to your other accounts. So name pros. And now I've got a list. And this is where it gets scary for domain investors. We should all be up in arms. Afternic does not offer two-factor authentication. Cedo does not offer two-factor authentication. And Dan.com does not offer two-factor authentication. Folks, it's 2020. This is a security problem. It's a bad security problem. And I would uh, I would say that at this point in time, uh, I'm in the process of really considering if I want to pull listings with those guys. I haven't checked Namejet um, and some of the other auction sites. But any site you list your domains for sale... Any place you have payment information, like your bank account information, which I know that you guys do, right? You have to, you know, generally you have to put in your bank account information. So if someone hits buy now, money goes there, right? Other places to enable your two-factor auth, PayPal. PayPal does have two-factor authentication. Um, Unfortunately, escrow.com does not offer two-factor authentication at all. Um so what I'm going to tell you is any place that does not offer you proper end user security, two factor authentication, which is very basic in this time and you know in 2020, I would really consider either pulling your uh either deleting your account or removing any uh details that if someone hacked your account could be troublesome that may include your credit card information, could include your PayPal information, could include your bank account information. So, um inevitably what will happen? What will happen and it's not a matter of of if, but when. Your account at afternic.cedo dan escrow.com it will be hacked. I promise you. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. All right. So keep that in mind about what you're storing, the types of information you have available that folks can see and think about what someone could do if they gain access to your account there. All right. Enable two-factor authentication on all your email accounts. All right. Because if someone gains access to your email accounts, then they can do forgot passwords on everything. They can do forgot passwords at PayPal. They can do forgot passwords at your financial institution. They can do forgot passwords at GoDaddy and all the registrars, and you will lose assets. So highly recommend setting two-factor authentication on all your email accounts. And um, I feel like there's more to say about it. feel like there's more to say, but perhaps I'll come back to it. Next thing, use a different email address as your uh, technical contact, as your contact, uh, than the email account you use to log in with your registrar. So your contact info is shown on who is lookup. Anyone can see that unless you have privacy turned on, and many domain investors don't because they want everyone to know who owns the domain. So if you use the same e- email address for for contact, for your contact information, hackers already have your username. All they have to do is use some social engineering skills and some common password techniques to break into your email account. Once they have that, your domain names will be gone. All right, next thing, lock your email, excuse me, lock your domain names. So your registrars offer you the ability to place a lock on your domain. And what that does is it, it, it forces them to send a notification to you to make you uh, unlock it in order for your domain transfer to occur. So if you have a lock on your domain, no one can transfer that domain without sending you a notification. Unfortunately, if your email account is also hacked, then the hacker can unlock your domain and transfer them anyways. So as I talked about, it's layers of security. Lastly, I want to reiterate that you should never use a website that does not offer two-factor or multi-factor authentication. And I'll just, uh, Take a little tangent here. So, two factor would be password plus, you know, SMS text message, right? Or password plus uh, Google Authenticator code, right? So, that's two factor. So, what is multi factor? Multi factor would be password plus some selection. So, it might be password plus you can use SMS, you can use Google Authenticator. You can use uh, some other authenticator apps. So what that does, and I've got that enabled on a couple websites. So what that means is I have a couple options there. So I can enter my password. Then it's going to say, hey, use your authenticator app. And then it has a place for me to say, use another way to authenticate. And maybe that day I want to use my text, uh, my phone. And what that does is that essentially has a built-in backup In the event that you lose access to your phone or lose access to an app, that way you can still access your, your web, your websites there. So just to recap, all right, just to recap, how do you prevent your domain names from being stolen? Remember, think about layers of security, right? You can't prevent necessarily all, you know, one single account from being hacked, but what you can do is prevent your Accounts from being tied together. So, enable two-factor authentication on everything. Next thing, change your passwords to long passwords. Never reuse your passwords. Next, use a password manager. That way you don't have to store your passwords, remember your passwords, and also has a great tool to generate uh, long and secure passwords for you. Use unique passwords. I've already said that. Um, use a different email address on your contacts than you do to log in with your registrar account. Lock your domain names. So you can see there's built-in layers. So even for me, if a hacker looks up on the who is and he sees my email address associated, that's not the same email address I use to log in at my registrar. So I'm already protected. They would already have to dig deeper. So make sure you're protected. Think about layers, right? If you have, if they gain access to your email account and they try to attempt to, u- to log in to your registrar by using forgot password and you have two-factor enable, that's going to be really hard for them. They're going to have to have access to whatever that second factor is, your authenticator app or your SMS. And if you get a text that says, here's your login code to GoDaddy, and you aren't trying to go into GoDaddy, then you need to immediately uh change your passwords. And and I guess I didn't plan to talk about that today, but I want to talk about that just for a minute. If you have if you get any email notification that says your password has been compromised, or excuse me, your password has been changed at, you know, gmail.com. First of all, don't click links in an email. Go to gmail.com. Go and change your password there. Don't click the links in the email. If you get an email from what, what appears to be GoDaddy and they say, hey, someone's attempting to access your account, immediately go and change your password. But don't click a link in the email. Go to godaddy.com and log in that way. So just use common sense, right? It's all about layers. Think about the layers in your home. You know, you got your front door, you got you got the screen door, you got the front door, you've got a door to your bedroom, you've got a door to your bathroom. You have multiple layers of security, and that's how, uh, uh, I guess, cybersecurity works, too. And I did write an article about this, and I'll put a link to it in the show, in the show notes. Let's see if I can find the, uh, the title to it. It's just called Prevent Domain Name Theft. And I talk about all this, and I'm probably going to either publish a new article or update that one. Um, so you can take a look at that on JasonFlorida.com. Let's go ahead and let's jump right into Segment 3. So I also talked about, in Segment 3, we're just going to... Uh, change directions away from uh, you know, two-factor authentication and security. And we're going to talk about an issue I had with my uh, for-sale landers. So I wrote an article uh, a couple, I don't know, it's been a couple months ago, about how to set up email forwarding on your domains if you have FD uh, for-sale landing pages. And so I got back from NamesCon, and probably on Monday... Uh, You know, a couple days I I started looking and I realized that my landing pages weren't resolving and a little bit of research indicated it was the domains that I had set, um, instead of using, instead of pointing the DNS servers to FD.com, which is what they like, then what I was doing was I was, um, using domain forwarding with masking and that had allowed me to continue to manage the DNS at my registrar, so that I could set up the MX records to receive any emails sent to, you know, wildcard at domain name.com. So those were no longer working. Um, so what I did is I went ahead and uh, set the DNS to FD.com and my landing pages are back up. So I do, you know, I wrote an article, I think at some point, talking about how each registrar's handle email forwarding. For example, GoDaddy supposedly offers you free email uh, capturing. So it captures all the emails sent to your domain name, something at domainname.com, and you can set that up and have it forwarded to an email address, right? So any, so I own, for example, uh, bewitched.io. So if someone sent an email to admin at bewitched.io, and I had the forwarding set up, then it would capture it, right? So, and that's valuable to use a domain investor because you can see what types of businesses are being are sending information to your uh, domain names, and that could help you save uh, sell it. So, I'm going to tell you, I have never successfully set up my email forwarding in GoDaddy. I've looked up online, I've followed their directions, I've live chatted them, and called them, and it just doesn't work it's broken. My guess is they don't care if they support it or not. And I'm going to have an article uh, that I'm going to start working on where I just noticed GoDaddy, uh, and maybe it's, I don't know if it's a new service, I'll have to do some research on it, but they offer a thing called premium DNS now. And um, I'm wondering if that is, that that's why they've, uh, made it so hard to use that feature, but I'll talk about that in later our article. Um, so anyways, if you use, I would, I would advise you to really check your landers um, on some of my websites. Then I use a monitoring service that will ping the site every five minutes and it'll make sure it's still available. And what is that called? Oh, I will put in the show notes, but folks, I am, uh, blanking on it right now, but it's basically, basically a free service and it'll, you can, it'll ping your website, make sure that it resolves, does it every five minutes, 24 seven, 365. It's a service that's free. It's great. You could set that up on your landers if you wanted to, but at a minimum, you should at least check and make sure that On a regular basis, you know, whether that's a couple times or once a week or uh, a couple times a month or something like that. Otherwise, you could use um, a service that allow that pings your website, pings your landing page and make sure it's up. I don't have an unreasonable amount of domains, so I can kind of go through them occasionally. So I recommend you go ahead and do that now. Check your DNS. If you use FD.com, make sure you have it set up. And folks, I think that's all it. I wanted to say thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is going to be, this is episode eight. Um, I started back in the summer. I'm going to start ramping up, trying to do my podcast a little bit more frequently. So I hope you will tune in. Uh, you can find podcast my podcast, uh, Domain Investing with Jason Florida, where podcasts can be downloaded. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Breaker, so on and so forth. There's a ton of those services. You can also visit and see uh, on my website, jasonofflorida.com forward slash podcast two, or just go to the landing page and you'll see the podcast tab. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Uh, I'm always at Jason of Florida. And if you have any questions or feedback, comment, please contact me contact at jasonflorida.com and folks i think that's it for today thank you for enjoying me don't forget to check out uh my uh siteground affiliate link it's siteground.com forward slash go forward slash jasonflorida have that in the show notes for you thank you very much and i'll see you guys again soon